0: Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast, the podcast where we delve into the world of inspiration, motivation and creativity. My name is Toma and I'm thrilled to be your host. In this show, we will explore the brief but powerful moments that spark creativity, drive motivation and bring joy to our lives. From successful entrepreneurs to everyday people, we'll hear inspiring stories and perspectives on how to cultivate positivity and achieve personal development. So whether you're looking for a boost of energy in the morning, or a shot of inspiration in the middle of your day, or a reminder of what's possible, tune in to the Powerhouse Podcast and let's ignite the fire and turn our dreams into reality. Welcome back everybody to the Powerhouse Podcast and today we're talking about something very interesting and we call that wisdom. That's right. Uh, wisdom is a very fantastic concept that uh, you know uh, we hardly ever really talk about define. Yet sometimes we call people wise. We think of ourselves as wise. We think of elders as wise. And um, I wanted to de- de- declutter that a little bit and-, and give you a bit of a more practical approach of how you can develop uh, deeper wisdom, right? And we'll talk with uh, we'll talk about especially wisdom in the context of wisdom of the body and wisdom of the mind. Right. So before anything, um, I want to share a couple of you know uh, concepts, well at least one concept that has been developed by um, uh, by the scientific community, right, of how they identify wisdom. I mean, generally speaking, the the dictionary tells us that wisdom is the quality of having experience, right, knowledge and good judgment, right, or the qual basically the quality of being wise is that. So so knowledge, experience and good judgment. But good judgment is often very, um, you know, decided by each individual themselves. It's 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 not something that's uh, that everybody has agreed upon. And so we want to break it down in a way of how it actually can help you. Um, well, you know, make make choices that make you your quality of life better. Essentially, right. So there's three concepts of wisdom uh, that Jeste and Vahia share, and they they researched that in the year 2008. So it's it's a little dated, but I find them still fairly um, fairly helpful and interesting. And so the first one is the ability uh, to 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 have knowledge and the ability to think critically, right? And that's cognitive wisdom, right? Cognitive wisdom, the ability to to am- amass knowledge or to be able to to call upon knowledge and the ability to think critically. Now, knowledge is fairly easy, right? It basically has to do with, okay, how quickly do I learn new things and how, how great is my memory in recalling those moments, right? That's something that most of us actually in school learn. So cognitive wisdom is something that we've been pretty much, that we've grown up with and that we've been practicing for quite a long time, I would say. Critical thinking is also actually something that the school system is trying to teach you, which is really important, right? That when you see something that you first question it, right? That you don't accept it at face value, for example, that if some random uh, Instagram influencer dude who claims to be a nutrition scientist tells you to not eat fruits, that you will question that because, you know, obviously uh, like this just, you know, not necessarily something that's very helpful. Uh, and so you want to really be able to to think critically in that sense, question anything that comes in. And then, you know, if you notice that, there's often ways to, to see and to back that up. There's ways how you, how you can really, um, you know, uh, get to a more, uh, you know, a more helpful answer. And I'm always saying helpful because I see truth is a bit of a double-edged sword, right? I mean, yes, there are some, some things that we have objectively agreed to as being true, for example, you know the way how a universe works, the planet being round, uh, right? Uh, the laws of physics like gravity, right? So there are certain truths that we have accepted as society. However, not everybody has, right? Uh, the majority of people have, but not everybody has. And usually everybody's individual truth and everybody's individual experience okay. look very different, right? Regardless of how, how we are understanding the world, everybody still has the choice to, to um, subscribe to a certain truth now that doesn't that won't change the world right so if even if i believe now that the world is flat uh the world will not become flat right i will simply live in that truth for myself but it won't necessarily be true for anybody else so you subscribing to a certain truth for yourself doesn't actually make it so right so that's very important um that there is a certain way of how things are and we're basically in the process of discovering that and science is literally the, the study of discovering of what's actually true out there that has nothing to do with us, right? Uh, right, the last, I mean, the, the the fun part here is that the world really has nothing to do with you uh, <laughs> as much as you think that you can completely influence everything about it. That's, you know, it would still be there uh, without you. So, so let, let's go deeper into that, right? So, cognitive wisdom is the first one. Now, uh, I want to go deeper into the other two. Uh, the second one is reflective wisdom, right? And the reflective wisdom involves introspection and self-awareness, right? Introspection and self-awareness uh, is is very interesting. It's usually what we develop through meditation. It's what we develop through well, therapy, coaching. All of those professions are literally specialized in introspection and self-awareness, uh, saying that okay, as much as we are aware of ourselves the more easily we can tap into any sort of talents or, or potential that we possibly have, right? And there's many, many levels to this introspection and self-awareness. And I would love to talk to talk about two very powerful techniques today that will help you really develop uh, a deeper uh, reflective wisdom that will help you in all levels of life um now the third uh third uh, what's it called concept for wisdom is called compassionate wisdom right and that that involves empathy and also the concern for others it's basically your ability to to notice what somebody might be feeling and 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 share uh, that right uh, and and be able to kind of speak to their um you know to their emotion and and, and help them feel better in one shape or another or even if you don't help them feel better, at least be there with them, right? So empathy often doesn't mean that you're going to change somebody's feeling, but what, we, what you are going to do is you're basically going to, uh, you know, go and, and be in that place with them so that they they know somebody else is there too, which usually already makes makes it better. Um, cool. So that's it for compassionate wisdom. Let's go deeper into, into uh, the second pillar, which is reflective wisdom. How do you develop more reflective wisdom? Now, before we go there, um, there is a certain concept I want to share with you of basically how I would see that, right? So when you reflect on something, you first have to understand who are actually you. In your in our first episode, we talked about this. We talked about who you really are. And obviously, everybody can make their own choice for that. What I have found, however, most helpful is that um, I would love to, to um, say... Uh, or to choose the idea to basically I call it subscribe right like as if you're subscribing to a newsletter to subscribe to the idea that there are three parts there's you there's your body and then there's your mind right and each of those is accessible uh, for you right so you can access yourself you can access your body and you can access your mind I'll tell you in a moment why this separation is actually so helpful right Um, like imagine imagine basically three circles completely distinct from each other most people uh, i mean you know would assume and and i was assuming for the most part is that you know that i am some wish to ask you where you are right like imagine i would come to you we would meet and be like hey cool how are you doing and i would ask you hey where are you you know Uh, like literally where like point to the place where you think you are in right or where you're at most of us would tap to our minds to our heads Right, it's because it just feels like we're there, right? It feels like that's where the most concentration is, and the reason that's the case is because you know the, the brain is there, uh, but that doesn't mean that you are your brain, right? Uh, it just means that there is the strongest amount of uh, energy being processed, right? The brain takes up 50, I think about fifty percent, if I'm not uh, wrong here, uh, of all the energy you take in, and so because of the the neural activity that we have. It creates a sort of uh, really almost magnetic field, right? It basically, the, the it pulls you in, right? Uh, the mind pulls you into this experience that we call really a reality, right? That really makes it interesting to be alive. And so the mind is a very powerful tool, but I will convince you that you are not your mind and you're not your body, right? I'll go only shortly into this because we covered this already in our first episode on this podcast, right? Very briefly, why are you not your body? Well, very easily, if you're on a surgical table and, uh, you know, doctors would start uh, operating on you, right? And you would basically be in there and, you know, imagine they would change stuff about your body, right? Like they would amputate your leg or or your, you know, your arm or they would exchange some of your organs, right? Afterwards, if they ask you, are you still you? Like everybody, literally everybody would say, yeah, of course I'm still me. What do you mean? And... This is to say that, okay, technically speaking, you could change a majority of things on your body and you would still be yourself. You would still consider yourself to be you, right? That you didn't change per se. And so, um, you know, this is just one way of seeing, okay, technically something in my body can change while I remain the same, which equals that you are not your body, right? Then the mind, how about that, right? That's a little more difficult one to swallow. Imagine you're not your mind, but you're the person sitting behind the mind, observing everything, right? Uh, and if you were, you know, how, how would we know that that's really the case? Well, the the argument I would make here is that you're dreaming, right? There's, you, you, you're aware of dreams. And I would have to ask you, how do you know, right? How do you know that you are aware of your dreams? Now, this uh, may something that, you know, it's not too easy to kind of, you know, get to, you could say, oh, well, technically I'm aware of my dreams because, um, well, my my neural activity in the brain basically makes a round full circle and because it kind of fires in that circular modality or whatever, uh, it, it basically helps itself become aware of itself. That's definitely a possibility, however, not a very helpful one, right? Because if you get stuck with, okay, I'm still my mind, then you'll also be stuck with all the limitations of your mind. Right. So regardless of what's true and what's not here, uh, because in this case we're not fully there yet. We haven't dis- discovered what consciousness really is in a deeper sense. So science, scientists are still basically, you know on the you know on the chase of discovering that. And that's why I'm offering uh, basically a, a chance to say okay, let's let's assume something here about reality for a moment that is helpful until we know. And this one is particularly helpful. So if you imagine that you are not your mind and you are the person, actually, or the the being, let's call it, you're the energetic being, or you know, uh, sitting behind the mind. And you know, imagine yourself like a, I, I usually call it like a blue ball, right? You imagine you're like a blue ball uh, of awareness, and that awareness can like travel anywhere, right? You can travel outside into the universe. You can travel. Um, you can travel to into your body, right? Uh, you can travel into your mind, you can travel onto other people. In fact, you can try this out, right? If you put your awareness onto yourself, into your heart, you'll very quickly notice that that you feel much more connected to a lot of other people immediately, uh, especially when you talk. And so, and imagining that you are not your mind and you are not your body, now how do we go back to, to wisdom? How do we develop more reflective wisdom? And um, there's two techniques here. That I'd love to uh, to introduce you to. The first one is the wisdom of the body, and I call this technique. It's actually not from me. It's from a good friend of mine, and he's uh, basically the health instructor on, on the Mindvalley platform. His name is Ronan Oliveira, and he uh, calls this technique is he calls it body talk. Uh, in essence, what is happening is you basically take a little notebook, and you have a conversation with your body. Yes, as, as weird as that sounds, but imagine you'd be talking to your body and you wanted to ask it all kinds of questions, right? Normally, we would go to a doctor and we'd say like, hey, doctor, tell me what the hell is going on with my body. Um, but we hardly ever would have that conversation ourselves, right? Because it sounds too strange. But what if your body could actually talk? And before really, you know, jumping to conclusions here, I would love for you, for you to just try it out for once. Now, if you had all kinds of questions for your body, like why is it doing certain things, right? What's happening here? Like, why is it not doing the way it wants you to? Take about 20 minutes and simply write like in a dialogue format where you get to ask questions and just listen and you let your body respond. How do you let your body respond? Well, you just keep writing, right? So uh, you could basically have like a normal dialogue speech moment. You You would put you on one side and then you would say body on the other, right? And um, you would simply keep writing yourself. Because what's interestingly what's happening is that you often, when you do that, you, you, you basically create a different version. You, you access a different version in you. Often it's a different version of your mind that has stored other information that you usually wouldn't access, right? That's why oftentimes when we have certain feeling, uh, you know coaches and therapists what do they do they actually ask you to give it a name right to to personify it so that you actually have a different relationship with you can actually have more information regarding this so try out this body talk right have a have a 20 minutes conversation with your body where you ask it all the questions you have and you keep writing you just don't put the pen down and see in the end what comes out of that if you do that for even three days i guarantee you you will have interesting insights and it's not that you have to take this for for the truth, but it could be a way to start exploring of what else could be happening for your body right and and how how really you can you can foster that synergy and that uh, reflective wisdom. The second uh, the second technique is uh, the mind talk, right So similar like the body talk, um, I invite you to have actually a conversation with your mind. And so I div- I discovered that I think during a five day silent retreat, where um, I was sitting there basically saying nothing and having zero exposure to any new information for five days. And I noticed that there's actually many different parts in my mind that are going on. Uh, You can actually quickly notice this. Um, If you, for example, let's say you would sit down in a lotus position. Uh, Try to sit down in a lotus position and notice until, like, sit there until the pain comes. Usually there'll be, you know, a pain signal coming in, in your legs at some point or in your back. And you have the option then to say, all right, I'll stay in that pain, all right, I'll stay in that pain. Usually the pain is fairly urgent, right? It's usually a very urgent sign. But if you've sat there for a little bit and you notice it as what it is, it's basically your body sending you a signal to change positions because something is hurting, uh, you can actually choose to not respond to the pain. And first it will feel difficult because obviously, you know, your body is pretty adamant about changing that pain. Uh, However, something that's really interesting, if you actually choose to put your awareness on the pain. So as you're sitting in lotus position and you notice pain shooting into your legs or pain shooting into your back or anywhere, um, simply move your awareness. And that can be, you know, literally the way how you move your awareness is you basically like become aware of that pain. For example, if pain is in your knee. Uh, you would slowly put basically all your attention on your knee and just keep sitting there and keep exploring the pain. Imagine you're basically the researcher who is now exploring how this pain really feels, what kind of color it is, you know, how, how strong is it, like on a scale of 1 to 10. And that yes, that also develops a more reflective wisdom towards the body, so you really notice, okay, how is my body actually responding to pain. Uh, but at the same time, what it really does, it makes the mind more flexible. Right? because um, it will basically help you really understand and see, okay, this is what what my mind is doing. Now, mind talk, the mind talk itself, is a little bit of a different exercise, uh, but you can use this as a, as a first way of detaching a little bit from the mind and from what it wants, because the mind would shout to change positions immediately, Right, and in this moment, you're basically not listening to it. Now, uh, how do you know that there's different people within you? Now, uh, that the mind is one, right, and then you are the other. And then the body is also talking um have the same exercise right have the same exercise for for 20 minutes you talk to your mind you can write again you and you can write your mind and then you ask your mind all kinds of questions like for example why the fuck are you so stressed out right like what's happening like why are you so agitated and um and just let the mind respond right and the mind respond is basically you keep writing right and in essence you just write it after after you say that this is the mind talking and just see if there's anything else coming out. This becomes very interesting because uh, there's this guy, for example, who became very famous with this mind talk alone. He literally wrote a book um, called Conversations with God and it was not that he was talking to the man in the sky. He was literally talking to himself, right? His name is Neil Donald Walsh and he would basically sit up in the middle of the night and he would just, you know, be super frustrated and he would start... Uh, asking his mind all kinds of questions and actually he would would say he would ask God all kinds of questions but in essence what he was doing is his mind was directing him to ask questions and who was responding was actually himself right Uh, and so uh, that's where you see the distinction between between you and your mind because interestingly enough these books became so popular that uh, because he would kind of you know they would be sort of interesting conversation, dialogue happening that otherwise you just wouldn't see anywhere. And he was like, you know, sometimes there'll be stuff where he was like, I don't even know where that came from. I didn't even create that. So try out both of these things, the mind talk and the body talk and see what insights you get. I guarantee you it's absolutely worth your while. Now enjoy uh, cultivating that reflective wisdom and I hope to see you next week on the Powerhouse podcast.